We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lee Caster, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Everybody, welcome in a hump day edition of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Max Power producing for us for the next week or so as Jad enjoys a little time off. We're glad to have Max in. Always a pleasure. Uh, good timing as he, like Jad, is a hockey fan. And we kick our we uh, what we kick we drop the puck on the NHL season. Um, we have a lot coming up for you today on this Wednesday edition of Sports Daily. We'll have Brian Haney, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, coming up in our next segment. Top of the second hour, Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletics Director, joins us. Uh, good timing as we start to get a little prognosticating done with the Shockers in the AAC. Uh, so we'll talk to Kevin Saul about the latest at Wichita State, what's going on with basketball as we come down the home stretch before we start that season and things wrapping up for the fall. Uh, we've got Major League Baseball playoffs to get to. we got to start looking ahead to the Chiefs and the Bills. We've got a big giveaway coming up later in this hour. A lot to get through on a Wednesday edition of Sports Daily. Tommy, how are you? I know the Braves uh, didn't get you what you needed yesterday. You hanging in there? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I mean, they made it interesting in the ninth inning. Matt Olson had a three-run homer to pull the Braves within one. Uh, but, yeah, the Phillies jumped out to a, a big, uh, you know, big 1-0 series lead. So, um, you know, they've got some tough sledding coming up. But, uh, you know, you never know. Not out of it until it's all said and done. Yeah, it's these, these five-game series get interesting. Um, you know, I don't think they're as in bad a shape as Seattle's let down or, you know, that that's probably the team that did it the worst. But, the, you know, the Braves almost came back in that game. The baseball playoffs have been interesting. We'll get to all of that as we make our way through as well. Tommy, the big story that sort of developed, it was right before airtime uh, for me over on TV, literally within the last couple of minutes, is this Jalen Daniels situation. And what a wacky day of information. So I'll just give you the cliff notes of yesterday if you missed it. So early in the day, Lance Leipold uh, lets everybody know that Jalen Daniels is doubtful for the Oklahoma game. We sort of figured that. That's about all the information we got. Well, then later in the day, there was a report from a freelancer at the Lawrence Journal World that Daniels was out for the season. Cue panic mode, understandably. 
Then later in the evening, you get the editor of the Lawrence Journal World saying, hang on a minute, that guy's a freelancer. We can't verify any of that reporting. Okay, and then you get a tweet from Jalen Daniels that says, boy, that information's new to me. Okay, and then you get a tweet from Lance Leipold to cap it all off with Jalen Daniels happy in his office sitting there. I don't know. Listen, that's a weird day. We know that Jalen Daniels didn't play in this weekend. We know it's probably pretty serious, but we really don't know. And and it's odd because we don't usually see stuff like that happen. It was it was weird when you're in the world that we live in, Tommy, and and you kind of do this to see how that all played out. But I, here we sit after all of it, and all we know is he's not going to be there for Oklahoma. Yeah, it's the world of uh, of social media reporting, right? And uh, I, I don't know the guy that uh, is the freelancer. Um, that I don't made either. The, he the wrote report. for them for a long time. Some guys that I work with have worked with him. So I, it's it's not. It's not just some schmo out there. Like this guy has reported yeah. on KU for for a while, and and I believe he was with him for. The, so it's not, you know, I'm, I don't know on the reporting if he's right, he's right. If he's wrong, it's not good. Uh, but it's not just a random, totally random report by any means. Yeah, and, and like I said, I I don't I don't know him, and I don't know what sort of vetting process he you know he has. I'm sure that you know employees of, um, you know, a, an actual publication. Uh, that are at, like legitimate employees probably have processes they go through to verify information and that sort of thing. And if he's a freelancer, I'm not sure if he's subject to the same sort of standards. I don't know. Uh, and, and this certainly doesn't need to turn into a journalistic debate uh, one way or another. But it, it was interesting to me how everybody took that one report and ran with it. I mean, it was it was picked up by ESPN. It was picked up nationally um, where nobody else was reporting that yesterday. Uh, and that it wasn't was anything that came out because, of because in yeah. his bio and at one point he was, uh, you know, a reporter for the university for the local paper. I, the local paper had to come out and say, well, he's not right now, though. Right, like it, yeah. it was just very weird. That's why it got, you know, that's why it caught legs is because this is typically a, a normal source of information for KU athletics. In that moment, it appears that he wasn't. And look, he could be right still. Like, I, you know, I don't know what the situation is. But we don't see that very often. Yeah, can can you imagine uh, the the sort of panic running through the Lawrence Journal world yesterday, um, and, and especially if they weren't able to verify that information um, and trying to figure out, okay, how do we respond to this? Because you know, do we? And it it kind of it kind of looked like a little bit of a you know covering their bases, you know. And, and I, I've I've followed Nat Tate from the Lawrence Journal world for a long time. Um, and I've, I, you know, have, have read a lot of his, a lot of his stuff before, and I was surprised to see him come out, you know, and, and basically sort of take, take the guy down a little bit. And I, I get it. You're covering your bases. Um, it was just a, a, a weird situation. And then you add on top of it, Jalen Daniels himself and Lance Leipold himself coming out and basically saying, look, like the, the, we never said this, like, who knows what's going on here? Well, that was the weird one, right? That was where it was like, okay, like Jalen Daniels is taking the time to, and we see athletes do this even when they're not all the way there. I just, I don't know where the information might have come from if the team is so clearly uncertain. I don't think Lance Leipold goes through all the trouble to sort of jab at the report if yeah. Jalen Daniels is certainly out for the season. I don't think he well, would. And, I think he'd ignore it. Yeah. And if you haven't, and, and the reporting that was done uh, by, by Zach Boyer yesterday on social media, 
Um, you know, he said it was a grade three separation of the shoulder and I'm no doctor, but the way that, that, uh, Jalen Daniels is raising his arms and Lance Leifold's office, I'm not sure you can do that with a grade three separation of the shoulder. Um, so, I mean, that was all, um, it was all planned. It was a troll job, tremendous troll job from Jalen Daniels and Lance Leifold yesterday. It's hard. I, I have, you know, it's, it's hard to do what we do and it's even harder to be a a reporter trying to get scoops right it's hard to do and and you re but you know that's why i think you saw the lawrence journal world come out because yeah there are checks and balances when when you're going to drop something like that you've got to verify it you've got to check it with you got to do all kinds of things when you're just reporting on things on social media you don't have to do any of that stuff so there's a there's a difference there and you know there are a lot of people that do just report on social media they get things right all the time that are really good at what they do so it, it i can enjoy the situation a little bit like you i think and and the troll job if you want to all of that was kind of fun it, it just it's interesting though as we as we sort through that and understand we still don't know how serious this injury is it is interesting to think about ku though without jalen daniels in both the short term and the long term because i think that's what immediately happened with the news it's like okay it's Jason Bean time. How many games can they win? And we'll have Brian Haney on uh, in just a minute to talk about all of this. But I, I think that, you know, when we look at KU and we saw the line move tremendously on the news right up to nine and a half, I don't, I think that that drop off from Daniels to Bean might be perceived much larger from a from a bird's eye view than it really is for those that have watched Bean and watched this team and quite frankly watched the TCU game. Bean brings a lot to the table. Jalen Daniels was a bona fide Heisman candidate. So, you know, let's set that there. I, I'm not that none of this. I mean, Jalen Daniels has been awesome for most of this season and he's a junior. So depending on what happens with his injury, he could come back by the way, Jason Bean was was good in the TCU game. He missed some throws, yes, but he made a lot of throws and made even more plays in general. He's a senior. He's got a lot of experience. Oh, by the way, and people won't know this nationally, he's faster than Jalen Daniels. Is he as good and just a just as good a runner? Maybe not, but he's faster. He's faster than maybe anybody on the team. So when we see what Adrian Martinez and K-State are doing with just straight line, basically read option, quarterback, sneak tight. Like, I, I'm relatively optimistic. KU is in a situation most teams aren't in it that they do have a really good option if Jalen Daniels is out a while. Because Jason Bean, I think with the way this team's played and the way we saw him play against TCU, I think KU can still win games with Jason Bean at quarterback. I, I think so too. And Lance Leipold said as much leading up to the season. I mean, talked about how great of a, a camp Jason Bean had, and he was playing some of his best football as a Jayhawk. And at the time, I think that you can easily chalk that up to, you know, to coach talk and, you know, wanting to make sure that, you know, Jason Bean still feels good, even though he's not going to be the starter and you keep him as part of the program and that sort of thing. But uh, I mean, he definitely, Leipold definitely was telling the truth. Uh, you know, Bean is a solid quarterback and there is not a significant drop off from Jalen Daniels 
to Jason Beam. It's been a long time with this Kansas program where, I mean, even, I mean, there've been a lot of years where the, the QB one hasn't been solid, but definitely a long time where you, you have a QB one and then a QB two without a steep and significant drop off. And so at this point for Kansas, yeah, you want to continue on the good times. You want to, you know, you feel like you, you are, you can have winnable games against every single opponent moving forward because of the way you've played so far this season. Um, but keep in mind a short-term goal for this team is to get one more win so you can solidify your place to have a bowl. And and that's that's the most important thing short term right now is to get to six wins so you can go bowling in December or January. That's the most important thing right now. And I think Jason Bean gives this team an opportunity. If Jalen Daniels can't play it, maybe that reporting is correct and Jalen Daniels is done for the entire season. I don't know. We'll find out. But if even if that is the case, I think Jason Bean gives your team an opportunity to at least continue to have chances to win football games. It's interesting, too. You talk about one more win, and we've laid this scenario out a thousand times with KU's schedule. It gets tough late, right? You, you look. We looked at it all year, and beginning with that TCU game, every game down the stretch of the final seven are really difficult games. But when you need one more win, what planet are we on where a road game in Norman might be the most winnable, right? Yeah. Think about that. It, it, because it's it's reality at this very moment. Now, you know, they, they still get Texas Tech, but that's in Lubbock, right? I, I feel better about Tech than Oklahoma right now. And in fact, as you look at Oklahoma on the road in Baylor, home against Oklahoma State, on the road in Lubbock, home against Texas, on the road at K-State, on the road in Norman looks like maybe the best shot, right, to get to six wins. These are all going to be tough games. I don't think KU is going to be favored in any of them. I think they're going to be underdogs in every single game they play the rest of the way. And then think about this, Tommy. They will have been favorites two times this entire season, if that's the case. Duke and and Tennessee Tech. Those are the only two times KU very likely will not be underdogs in the games that they play this season. Think about that, too, when you think about the fact that they're 5-1 and one, and just how remarkable this season has been. I hate the scenario we've laid out where they win 5 and lose 7. It's there, though, and there's a little bit of pressure this week because Norman looks like the game that you need to kind of go get to make sure you do get into that bowl because the schedule is tough. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, with the way things are right now, with the Sooners, it's definitely chicken little mode. It's the sky is falling uh, right now. And, and I get it. I understand why the panic has set in uh, for the Sooners. I, I, I watched or I listened to a, a podcast of uh, some Oklahoma insiders, and I think there were four of them. And all four of them picked Kansas to win the game this weekend, which <laughs> is just insane. So I and I that's that's, that's overreacting a little bit. I mean, I think we, we know we know the struggles that Oklahoma has had. Um, you know, they, they struggled on both sides of the ball against Texas. They didn't have Dylan Gabriel last week in the Red River rivalry. Uh, but then even defensively, they gave up 49 points to Texas. They've really struggled on that side of the ball the last three games. Uh, and so th there are certainly opportunities there for Kansas to move the football. I, I think 
I, I understand why Oklahoma is favored, although that line is really intriguing to me. I got in on it last night. I want to say it was Kansas plus nine. And I was like, well, I, I absolutely think that the Jayhawks can cover that. Uh, so that's that's intriguing to me. Um, you know, and I, I think there's absolutely an opportunity for Kansas on the money line, too. I, I took it at nine and a half because I agree with you. Um, you know, it's I, I just. Oklahoma, I think there will be a correction at some point because Oklahoma didn't look this bad early in the year. Granted. They didn't play, you know, a, a tremendous schedule, right? But we know the talent is there. Um, they've got an issue that doesn't have to do with talent right now. I don't know if it's coaching directly, but the coaching staff does not have this team in a good place. Is that correctable? Well, it's Brent Venable's first go-round, so we don't really know, right? We don't know if they have it. But remember, they, you know, they housed Nebraska on the road. You know, don't take that for what it's worth, but they beat them bad on the road. Um, they were 3-0 and coming in. Their defense had looked great. Then we got the K-State game, and, you know, K-State looked great in that game. I didn't think Oklahoma looked terrible in that game. K-State played really well. Then the TCU thing happened, and it was like, whoa, they clearly were still, you know, hung over from the loss at home against TCU. And then last week happened, and I don't know what to make of that. I mean, that at that point, you're like, well, this team's not bought in at all. So do they get bought in at some point? I don't know the answer to that. But I do think at some point they're going to catch somebody if they can get it turned around and remind everybody that how talented they are, if nothing else. And you hope that's not against Kansas. I still think this is a good spot to play them. Um, because, you know, again, sky is falling. I agree with that sentiment. I, but at some point, like, I don't think Oklahoma is going to lose all the rest of the games on their schedule. If they do, it may be a one-year tenure for Brent Venables. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and I don't I, think I, – I certainly don't think that you can, um, you know, pull the plug on Brent Venables right now. I mean, he's got an opportunity to to get this team right. And they this is an opportunity. And I, I think Kansas is talented enough to win this football game. Uh, and to, you know, at the very least, cover that spread. Uh, but this could be a game that Venables has circled on his calendar as a get-right game. Like, this is an opportunity that we have to actually be able to implement our our strategy. So um, it's going to be interesting, and I think that's kind of – I think the bookmakers feel that way a little bit too. That's why the line is where they it's do. at. Um, and I, and I guess know, so that's – yeah, that, that's my point in all that is I understand the line. I get it. Everybody's, you know, reacting to Jalen Daniels. They're reacting to Oklahoma's talent, right? If if Oklahoma doesn't lay the egg it laid last week against Texas, if that's even a competitive game, I think we all sit here and say, yeah, I get it. You know, at home, a, a little more than a touchdown favorite. That's understandable. Remember, they were almost – were they that big, big a dog against West Virginia early in the year? Something like that. I don't remember what the exact number was. But KU's been here before. I also think that there is some national lingering effects of what KU's done for the last 15 years. And it's like, well, at some point, they're going to come crashing down. I, I, I don't think that most people that have watched them every week think that's even a remote possibility. Hell, just look at last week against TCU. The fact that they had a chance to win that game, all things considered, is pretty wild. 
And that kind of stuff, that's not just a one-off thing. That is a team that is all in is what that is. So, yeah, I'm going to keep taking the points with KU because I I don't think they're ever. I don't care if they do lose all the rest of their games. They're never going to hit a point where they're like, all right, throw your hands up, we're done. That that just doesn't seem like it's even in the same universe with the DNA of this team. So it's an interesting line. I, I don't know. I don't know what Jalen Daniels does to that line, but it certainly shot up. I got it at nine and a half last night, Tommy. I mean, it was like, okay, well, at some point, like you gotta you gotta roll with the team that's just, you know, that's got all the momentum in the world on its side, even after a loss to TCU. Does anybody feel bad? Like does anybody is anybody deflated after the loss to TCU? No, and they're not no. even deflated when the starting quarterback might be out for the season or however long he's out. They're still not deflated, right? Like, it still doesn't feel like the buzz or the momentum is slowing down. So, yeah, give me that team always because it, it just feels impossible that effort-wise they'll lay an egg. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Talent-wise, yeah, Oklahoma's got more four and five stars. Who cares? Yeah, 100%. That's a testament to Lance Leipold uh, and, and the, uh, yes. depth, the, the depth that he has built with this Jayhawks program where it could be very, very easy, um, you know, for the fan base and even the, the roster to be incredibly deflated. A lot of teams would be when they lose their starting quarterback, not this team. So it's it's different. It's a different culture. It's a different world altogether. It's. It is going to be fun this weekend in Norman. It's an early kick. KU's got a chance to come out hot. I'm really curious to see what they do with Jason Bean. I, I look at I look at what K-State has done with Adrian Martinez, and I picture the not the exact same thing, because I think they will. They'll they'll throw it more. But that same sort of I don't know, get him a lane and watch him explode through the whole thing that Adrian Martinez has going right now. That's what Jason Bean can do. I mean, Jason Bean is fast, man. If he if he gets a crease like that, he can go. So it'll be fun. I, I'm excited for the game. I'm excited for him to get that shot. I don't know. You know, I, we need the running backs to be good. Let's talk about all of it. Uh, we'll continue this discussion as we bring in Brian Haney in our next segment, the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's get his take on the Jalen Daniels injury uh, and what to make of Jason Bean now as the starter in Norman. We'll do it all next. Sports Daily rolls on on a Wednesday. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now's the time. We've got Brian Haney here now, voice of the Jayhawks. Brian, welcome in. Uh, where to begin? You've got all the announcements that came on Friday. You've got the first loss of the season. But I think just for topical purposes, you have some uh, interesting things happening with the reporting on the Jalen Daniels injury yesterday. Um, what have you heard? And we know he's doubtful, but you know a story that was a bit of a roller coaster ride yesterday uh, looks like Jalen Daniels doesn't think he's out for the season. What What do you know? Well, what do I know and what can I say? I, I probably better stay away from this one and let Coach address it in greater detail. I was certainly surprised to see the back and forth last night. Um, that that took me by surprise, both the fact that, uh, you know, there was such a strong, uh, strongly written story for the Lawrence Journal world with definitive conclusions drawn, having, you know, thought on the inside that the prevailing sentiment was they were going to take this week to week and, and hope that he could, you know, come back sooner. Uh, so I, you know, I'm going to go off what coach Leipold is saying and, uh, you know, wait to see what, what this looks like one week to the next. I know for Jalen's sake, he's an amazing young man. that's going to do everything he can to try to help this team, whether that's throwing the football or coaching up the next guy. And, and yet to see the back and forth last night on, on social media, even my dog's upset about it. If you can't tell uh, that, that was, uh, that was certainly surprising um, because yeah, you've definitely got some, some conflicting reports out there. So we'll just have to take it. I would say week to week. Uh, I know they're taking it day by day inside the facility over there to see how he's feeling and everything. But um, you know, this is definitely an injury that you don't bounce back immediately from. So Curious to see what it's going to look like, but I'm going to defer to the head coach and what he has to say and, and trust his judgment and how he wants to shape this, this narrative going forward. Well, Brian, one thing that coach said uh, in the press conference yesterday is that uh, at, at best, Jalen Daniels is doubtful for the Oklahoma game. So it looks like it continues to be Jason Bean's team. And um, we, we talked about this before, about how the 
the the drop off between Jalen Daniels and Jason Bean is not significant. And it's not like we haven't seen that from a Kansas team in a long time where I think it would be really easy for the fan base and even the roster um, at halftime of the TCU game to think, wow, we're without Jalen Daniels. Uh, we're done. We're, we're out of it. And all Jason Bean did in the second half was go out and throw for four touchdowns uh, and 262 yards. So assuming that Jason Bean continues to lead this team at least next week and maybe beyond, what do you see as far as the future prospects for this offense? Great question. And, and I think the only amendment I would make to how you phrased it was, and this is my opinion, so everybody's entitled to theirs. I, I think the drop-off between Dalen Daniels every day and Jason Bean on his best day is not significant. The key is getting him in the optimal version as often as possible. And we saw the optimal version on on Saturday in that second half. And that was so exciting to see because, yeah, that version of Jason Bean was better than what Jalen Daniels had given us the last four quarters going back to the second half versus Iowa State. But we saw an entire month, you know, of, of Jalen Daniels at his very, very peak when he was a top six Heisman Trophy candidate. There is a substantial drop-off between that version of Jalen and then the, the everyday version of Jason. But if Jason can be as, as dialed in as he was in that second half, uh, then clearly not a lot has to change with the Kansas offense in terms of the play calling and what they set out to do because they have some similar attributes as dual-threat quarterbacks that can beat you with their feet or their arms. The, the thing that I think concerns me and, and I'm sure you know some of his coaches about Jason is as amazing as he looked on those two touchdown throws they were in the back of the end zone, right on the money, all that, you also had an example of, of a couple of airmail passes on shorter throws where it seems like about once a half, there's just one that kind of gets away from him in, in you know, an untimely spot, a bad situation. And in this case, a 26-yard line interception deep in your own territory. You got to find a way to avoid those types of missteps if you're Jason Bean. Uh, because while we don't expect every throw to be perfect, you can't have your own throws putting the defense in a bad spot because you just turned it over. And that's not to say that Jalen Daniels was immune to those, but, but I think Jalen, you know, is a little more consistent um, in, in avoiding some of those really bad throws to get you beat. So that's going to be something to watch, but Hey, Jason Bean is the fastest quarterback we've had since Nolan Cromwell, Jason Bean, if he can get to the edge and get his shoulder squared up is gone. The difference between the two and running the football is Jalen is much better running in traffic, in, in wiggling and, and, and ducking and darting to get that extra seam to burst through or fight for that extra yard at the pylon. I recognize he just had a fumble on the goal line uh, where he was fighting for the extra yards. That hurts my, my case a little bit. But Jason Bean is not thought of as as tough of a rusher uh, in, in fighting for the short yardage in traffic as Jalen is Jason is more of a sprinter run by you as opposed to juking around you like Jalen was so those are the subtle differences between the two and then the major difference where you're really losing something is Jalen has a one in a hundred type charismatic personality that, that just is infectious and contagious and he pulls everybody in 
And Jason is a little more naturally introverted, and so he's going to have to come out of his shell a little bit. And he certainly could do that. I mean, keep in mind, he started nine games a year ago for us and did some really nice things. But in our biggest moments in the Lance Leipold era, it's been with Jalen out there. And Jalen's ability to make something out of nothing, his improvisation, his, his you know pocket collapsing, I'm still going to go get mine and make a play type ability is also pretty difficult to replace. So those are the differences. And, and I think you're right to say there's not a huge drop-off, but the, the optimal version of, of Jalen, which we saw in September, versus you know the everyday version of Jason, there is a drop-off. So how do we tap into the very best of Jason Bean on a regular basis and limit some of those throws that seem to come about once a half where you're just like, whoa, where did that come from? That's what it's going to take. You know, for Kansas to get Jason Bean at its best. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, of the six remaining chances to get one win to get a bowl game, as much as I fully expect Oklahoma to play with their hair on fire and they're getting Dylan Gabriel back, their quarterback, this is going to be a really tough test. But this is a defense that's been in disarray in, in recent weeks. And if, if Kansas can get a comparable effort to what we saw in the second half out of Jason Bean, they can put some points on these Sooners now. And can the defense of Kansas do enough to, to keep the Sooners at bay? We'll see. But of our remaining six chances, uh, this one is daunting based on how motivated they'll be. But based on their defense and where they're at right now, this is a golden opportunity for Kansas. Let's see if the Jayhawks can take advantage. Yeah, you took the words out of our mouth how wild that is to even consider that a road game in Norman is that best chance. I wonder, <laughs> Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks, how is there any benefit to this? And, and maybe it's too late to even think about this. I see what Kansas State has done with Adrian Martinez. And when we talk about the straight line speed of Jason Bean uh, that you so eloquently described, KU needs to run the ball, I think, better than they have been in the last couple of games. And not having Henshaw will hurt. But I wonder if there is some copycat possibility into the way right now that K-State's using Martinez in a read option uh, sort of playbook a little bit where Bean can make that call and if there's a whole takeoff. I, I don't know if that maybe he can utilize that same skill set just because we've seen it so fresh, if that's maybe a wrinkle KU could unroll against Oklahoma. Yeah, I think it really could be. And, you know, you, you want to do that uh, and, and accentuate the biggest strengths of your quarterback. You also want to be, be mindful that if you lose this quarterback, well, then you're dealing with a true freshman, Ethan Vasco. And so I, I think you're on it that they're going to sprinkle in some of that. But I don't think they can lean too heavily on that because what the other elephant in the room is – Jason's, pardon the terrible pun, but he's kind of a string bean. Uh, he's, he's a guy that, that if, if he got knocked really hard, rocked by one of these OU linebacks or somebody else, you know, you'd be worried about your, your QB depth chart down to QB3 at that point. So they'll definitely run him. Don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of his runs may be on QB draws or if nothing uh, was opening up downfield, but he had 10 or 15 yards in front of him to take off, go get it, and get down and slide. Because suddenly his health becomes as important as, as important as anybody's on campus right now. So that, that is something to be mindful of in the back of your mind as well. Brian, uh, one thing I noticed in the, in the TCU game on Saturday was defensively for the Jayhawks, 
they had a tough time containing Max Duggan. And I, I mentioned it on the show earlier this week that I think Duggan doesn't get the credit he deserves as being one of the top quarterbacks in the Big 12. And it wasn't just you know with his arm. He was able to, to run the ball pretty well, too. Uh, as you look ahead to Oklahoma, Brent Venables expects Dylan Gabriel to return this week. Uh, and he's been, you know, kind of, I guess, off and on, kind of dynamic here and there for the Sooners. But what do you expect and, and what do the de- what does the defense for Kansas have to do to limit Dylan Gabriel? Well, he's a very crafty, very uh, versatile, dual threat type guy. Not unlike what we were just describing with Jalen Daniels and Jason Bean and had a chance to watch some of his tape at his previous stop before he transferred and was super impressed with this young man at UCF. And so definitely, uh, you know, very mindful of, of what that can mean for us and our ability to, to try to, whether they try to put a spy on him or whatever they do to contain him and not allow him to, to you know, run wild back there, running around, you know, expanding the pocket, making deep throws downfield. I think last week, Kansas, at different stretches of that game, was nicked up at a couple of key positions defensively. I don't think either of those will carry over into this week necessarily, but uh, it definitely was, was taken advantage of by TCU. And you know, I'm curious to, to hear from Brian Borland today um, on you know the game plan this week. He'll be addressing the media around 11.30 this morning because last week you know they, they chose not to double Quentin Johnston uh, one, of the, one of the few instances in which he hasn't been doubled this season, a preseason All-American, and obviously he feasted with, with more catches in one day than he had all season combined. And so I'll be curious to see because some of that had to do with some of the injuries they were having in the secondary, uh, Melo Dotson in particular. But uh, other others instances of that was just TCU finding a way to get him the ball um, in, in space, one-on-one, and then watching him work his wonders there. Hawks will have to be very careful because, hey, this is still Oklahoma. They may not have all the firepower they've had in some years, but they're still pulling four and five stars, you know, off off the shelves to to go out there and and you know make ends meet. So. Fully expect to see a much more Oklahoma-like effort offensively now with Gabriel back. And, and even for the guys that did play last week that got shut out by Texas, I mean, all the motivation in the world uh, to go out there and, and, and play the game of their lives. Not because it's Kansas and it's a ranked team, but because they're getting dog-cussed by everybody down there in the Red Dirt State about how bad these last three weeks have been. And so I expect Oklahoma to come out and, and throw everything at Kansas. But honestly... I kind of expect Andy Kotelnicki, the Kansas offensive coordinator, to throw everything but the kitchen sink at Oklahoma. I think they realize what an opportunity this is, and you'd like to knock out that last win for bowl eligibility right away because the longer you go without winning it, the more and more pressure mounts as you get into November and all that. As we said, this is kind of a golden opportunity versus their defense. So it has the makings for a shootout. And uh, that's where, you know, limiting a Jason Bean interception here or there or a key fumble by any Jayhawk, which has happened at some really bad times for Kansas this year, the fumbling that is, um, and, and four-quarter penalties, you know, something that they've had more of already this season than all of last year, limiting some of those self-inflicted wounds in what could be a one-possession shootout-type game is going to be of paramount importance. Brian, before we let you go, uh, you're so connected to the university. Friday's announcement, you know, before the TCU game, the excitement about the changes coming on campus, the facilities upgrade that, you know, fans have been clamoring for, looks like they're coming. Uh, Cliff's Notes version, how excited are you for these changes and how big is it for the university? 
Well, it's absolutely huge, and you know we'll get more details in the weeks to come on specifics. It, it's kind of a overarching, big picture type transformation. That was the term they used last week uh, that included a lot of things that are going to go at that 11th at Mississippi intersection, a lot of things that are going to make the stadium a new north entrance or entry point to the entire campus. And that's exciting to think about uh, what that could look like. But most importantly, you know, you want to see those football facilities updated. You want to see the fan amenities updated and, and have not just all the bells and whistles and frills around the stadium area, which generate revenue uh, with new businesses coming in and that kind of thing, but especially have upgrades and stuff that's going to help Lance Leipold continue to recruit and sell this program. And so I think that announcement coupled with hopefully – you know, a contract extension and, and raise for Lance in the not too distant future, something that Kansas knows they have to be very competitive with, with all of the potential suitors that might be out there by season's end. I think, I think those two announcements, once they're official and we have more details on the transformation of, of that project, the football stadium, I, I think is going to give a Kansas fan base that's rejuvenated now and, and love and having football back again. It's going to give them a sense of security that we've got our guy, we've got our guys, plural, with an AD that's, that's very forward-thinking and, and taking these progressive, active steps to getting things fixed, and, and we can settle in a little bit. Because I know with every passing win in September, because you guys kept asking me about it, Kansas fans were probably super anxious about their coach, and they still are. Uh, but, you know, investments in the facilities like we saw – on Friday announced and, and future investments in Lance and his staff and that kind of thing are going to be what hopefully provides some stability and some confidence and some at ease gentlemen and women, because, uh, Hey, we're, we're, we're going to get this thing not only fixed and upright and rolling, but hopefully locked and loaded for a while to where you're not having to look over the neighbor's fence and, and worry about Lance or whoever uh, getting pilfered away. It'd be the type of program that with those types of facilities, and that type of coaching stability, uh, while the portal could hit you any year, you know, even the players are going to want to stick and stay and be a part of that. And so I think the first step is building this thing up to where you're competing and, and you got a chance at, at postseason every year. And clearly they're on a path toward that now. The second step is putting in the necessary infrastructure to keeping it rolling and, and not have this be a one-hit wonder type thing. And that's what Travis Goff and his team are working tirelessly on. And I told you when you first started asking the questions a few weeks ago, how confident I am in him and his leadership and how aggressive he'll be, whether it's stadium, whether it's Lance, whether it's Lance's staff, that that's what I think of Travis. And, and that remains to be seen, you know, what that's going to ultimately look like. But my point is, um, you know, the duck may be floating on the surface of the water and just gliding along super, super smooth right now. I promise you, underneath that surface of those still calm waters, the legs are paddling furiously with how hard this athletic department is working to capitalize on this great start, all the exposure we got with ESPN College Game Day, and, and make sure this is a catapulting launch pad, not a high water mark, because those are obviously two very different things. All right, Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks. Certainly exciting times in Lawrence. It'll be a whole lot more exciting if they can get a win in Norman and lock up that bowl game. Kickoff at 11, pregame right here, and coverage of the game on KFH. Brian, we, of course, always appreciate these visits. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate uh, the Mattress Hub. I've been able to sleep in my own mattress, which is a purple brand mattress that I got from the Mattress Hub this past summer. I've slept in it three straight weeks. 
and, and uh, you know, three straight home games is awesome. This Friday night, I won't get to sleep in my mattress hub mattress, but I'll be somewhere outside of Wichita because I'm doing late night in the fog. And then at 10 o'clock, beginning the drive to Norman, I'm going to get as far as your neck of the woods. And while I'm sure I can find a mattress hub mattress, they probably won't, as much as they, they love me and our relationship, they probably won't open the doors at 1 a.m. to let me in to sleep on one of their models. But that's how much I love sleeping in my own bed ever since I got a brand-new purple mattress. Check them out today at mattresshub.com. Best customer service and selection, competitive prices you'll find. And they're Wichita, locally owned and operated. Hey, you guys have a great week. And, uh, We'll look forward to talking a little bit of hoops and football next week on the show. All right, there goes Brian Haney. Appreciate those visits always. All right, let's do this. Let's uh, let's give away a prize pack again, and we're doing these as six packs. So we've got the Halloween Ends movies, the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine-chilling climax in this final installment of the franchise. So you can go check that out. Um, we've got six tickets to that, sort of a, a sneak peek. We'll get you that. We'll throw in a six-pack of tickets to the Wichita Th- Thunder home opener in 10 days at Interest Bank Arena, October 22nd. And we'll give you a couple of free iced tea cards from HTO Open West coming soon east. We'll do that. Max will take the winner as caller number two during this break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one on Sports Daily, 869-1240 to win the prize. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.